Yeah! How did I do, Slee? How did that sound? How did that feel? Am I back? Are we back on the, the, the right track? What do you think? Give me a grade. You gave me a four yesterday. I gave you 4.5. Um, it's like it's like calling out a great in the fourth quarter. That's right. Right? You need somebody. You need more from him. That's right. And once I call out that great, you know what that great does? He goes and he drops 10 points in the final three minutes, hits a couple <laughs> clutch free throws, and that's what that was there to start off the show. Fantastic, Travis Rogers. I am I am back, I think. We'll see. That was uh, I, may, I may have been saving it up all morning just to hit that one to get a decent grade from you. But I'm not going to lie. I like what Chris said, and we're going to have to make sure that Emily tells us these stories at some point today about her cross-country journey from uh, coming from the East Coast out here to L.A. to join us here on the show. Um her vehicle is still somewhere that isn't L.A. Her vehicle yeah. is still somewhere in the middle of the country. It's and in Europe. Emily, have you already decided that you're never seeing that car again, that that thing is never, ever coming back? I hope not. <laughs> it's it's a de- very dear car to me. It it uh, has been with me for a couple of years, and it, it'll be a very sad thing to. But no, no, it's, it's coming. Gonna... It's coming, Emily. No. It will make its way. It it's will in the make middle its way. of the Midwest right now, so let's mm-hmm. hope some like friendly Midwesterns are just gonna push it to L.A. for me. That's like the goal right now. Audio. Somebody hook her up. Somebody find her a new ride here in L.A. because that thing is absolutely never coming back. Welcome you don't to the even. Show, Emily. By, by the way, you don't even need a car in L.A. You can walk <laughs> everywhere. It's very uh-huh. simple. Oh yeah, very, very walkable. City. That's exactly what I thought of when I thought of subway LA. <laughs> system is amazing. Lots of local transit options. Lots of walkable neighborhoods where you can just kind of walk out your front door and everything's right there in front of you. That's what makes LA. LA. Haven't had a car in ten years. You just don't need it. I'm telling you, you just don't need it, Emily. I, by the way, so we have a situation in my house where we have more people that drive than we do vehicles, and yeah. because all I do is go to work every day, I'm the one that never has the car. So that seems fair. I'm mm-hmm. the one that gets stuck at home, and I'm the one that has to walk places. It's it's, it's not a good deal, Slee. Emily, uh, give us a little introduction here. Kind of introduce yourself. Uh, we're, we're, give us a little bit of background of Emily, and then, uh, of course, as the show progresses, you can you can share more and more. Well, uh, yes, as I said, I was from the East Coast, was in uh, Connecticut for a bit, working on some other shows. I helped with uh, the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin show that um, you all just heard if you were listening to, um, before the show. Of course it was were. It was great, and uh, I really enjoyed it. But then I got the call and was like, Travis and Sliwa, let's go. I'm going to go out there. That's what uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> but yes, I haven't, have not been to the West Coast until Friday. So I am How learning about that, everything Trav? new. <laughs> She's not been to the West Coast Friday is when she got here. So just imagine, never yeah, been out I, here, uh, has no idea. What what area of town are you gonna are you living in, Emily? I am currently living in Eagle Rock. Okay, Eagle Rock. Okay. Good spot. Okay. Not far from where I grew up in Arcadia. It's about 10, 10 miles away. Not far at all. Nice neighborhood. Um, this is gonna be. You know what? I've just decided we've got a new a new feature on the show. What did yeah. Emily learn about LA this week? So we're gonna do it on <laughs> that's, Friday. That's, good. that's, that's good. Good. coming up on Friday. We're gonna yep. do that. We're gonna give you however much time you need. It can be thirty seconds. It can be ten minutes. It's up it to you. Could be an hour and a half. <laughs> what I'll did take over you the learn? whole show. <laughs> what did you learn about LA this week? So get to work on that, Emily. Uh, we're gonna do that on Friday. So here's Will the do. deal, Slee. The show is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all callers on the program today will appear via the Goodyear hotline. So. Game six tonight at Staples Center. The Clippers Mm -hmm. and the Suns. Go ahead if anybody had that written down as the start of the playoffs. And here's the craziest thing at all. And and this you couldn't have said this three days ago, much Mm -hmm. less three months ago or three weeks ago or at any point. The Clippers might have the best player in the playoffs on their team, and Kawhi Leonard isn't playing. Of everybody that's left, 
Think about what's going on in Phoenix right now. Think about what's going on in Milwaukee right now with Giannis's knee. Think about what's going on with Trey Young's health right now in Atlanta. The Clippers may have the best player left in the playoffs, and his name is Paul George. So I, I have a difficult time with the best player, but let, let me let me say this: most important to their team right now. Okay, the 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 individual is most important out of these final four teams. Um, we could certainly sit here and make a case that Giannis is the most important player to the Milwaukee Bucks. We don't know how long Giannis is going to be out for. Obviously, that hyperextension yesterday, uh, disgusting to watch, and we talked about this, what was it yesterday, the day before? I don't need 38 angles of injuries, but we yes, got that yesterday. Anyways, um, Giannis, his his importance to the Milwaukee Bucks. I would have said this isn't even a conversation. Trey Young's the most important player to the Atlanta Hawks, period. No questions asked out of these four teams remaining. Yep. Yep. Um, Atlanta was up double digits by the time Giannis got hurt, and then they grew that lead up to 20. That was without Trey Young. Um, Chris Paul, we've seen the we've seen the Phoenix Suns win without him. Devin Booker, I think, is the interesting one. Deep book here here's the only thing about Devin Booker. He's not having the all-round type of series that Paul George is having because even if Paul George struggles from the field and it's not like Devin Booker is out there shooting 60% from the field or anything like that, and it's not like Paul George is doing it as well, well, Paul George is doing other things as well. He's grabbing 10-plus rebounds. He's still dishing out six, seven dimes. He's doing other things that as much as I value what Devin Booker is doing for the Phoenix Suns, Paul George is kind of... There is no margin of error for Paul George. If you don't play well, and I'm not saying he's been efficient. I'm not saying that he hasn't missed key free throws. I'm not saying that he's closed out games in the fourth quarter. But if he doesn't have an impactful game, do Clippers have a shot? Like, do they have a yeah. shot in any of these Look, games? Go, yeah, Here, here's why. Go back to game six of the last round. Terrence Mann won that game for him. He scored 39 points. But he still had 30-plus. No, no, he was. He can't He can't have four. He can't have ten. He's he can't have, have 15. Eh, he might. I, I, I think when we get into that 15 to 20 area, we're talking about because if Mann goes off, look, Marcus Morris kept them in that game five at the beginning. Sure. He, he was the one. At 20, I think, in the first half. We've seen Reggie Jackson go off. I mentioned mm-hmm. Terrence Mann. They, no, I think that he's the best guy left, but I also think that they have enough depth in that roster, and it's gone through so many different iterations o- over the last week or so that I, I buy all of this. I, I, I think that they are the best team left. And here's some time, or it's time for some straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And it just kind of slapped us across the face last night. Okay. These playoffs are the weirdest playoffs I can ever remember. And that includes last season, which was played in front of no fans at Disney World. Okay, th- think about that. Last year, no fans, Disney World. They're playing in a hotel convention center. Hotel convention center. We had playoff games canceled because of um, social justice concerns. It was it was just a very different year last yeah. year. Yeah. This year is, I think, even more bizarre because every single person that you can think of that is a star in this league, maybe with the exception of Paul George, has missed games in the postseason. You ready for this list? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Anthony Davis, Donovan Mitchell, Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Giannis Antetokounmpo probably going forward, Mike Conley. All of these guys have missed times in the playoffs. All of these guys have missed games. And I get it. Asterisks are bad news because it means that it's illegitimate in some way. But I'm telling you, when the entire league of stars has gone down, which LeBron called, by the way, 
then you have to at least look at this a little bit differently if none of these guys were at their best in the playoffs. So so help me understand this. So what does that mean exactly? It means so Giannis yesterday on a freak play with Clint Capella, Trey Young turning his ankle because a referee is standing where I guess he should be standing, but yeah. just bad luck. Um, Chris Paul got the COVID-19 protocols and then also prior to that had the shoulder injury during the Lakers game off kind of a freak accident. There's been the injuries and health will determine who ends up being the NBA champion, but I still, Trav, I got a difficult time, um, looking at these playoffs and not giving the teams who are left the credit that they should get. Can't because, they be both sleep? Can it be, look, I'm not taking any, when, when, the Clippers, Suns, Bucks, or Hawks. Hang that banner. Whoever it is. Right? Yeah. One of those four teams is going to hang it. I'm not saying, ah, that's a joke. Just like I didn't say it was a joke when San Antonio won a, a championship in a 50-game season. Just mm-hmm. like I didn't think it was a joke when the Lakers won it, despite a, just a, a surreal year last yep. year. Yep. But you were saying it yesterday. You were saying that you remember the details of these seasons. You remember what happened leading up to each different series. And, and I think that you're maybe not unique, but I think you're in the minority in that situation. When you look at it and you see that all of these heavy hitters mm-hmm. miss time, you're going to look at it and go, oh, yeah, that was the season where none of the best players were available in the postseason. It will be, be really hard but not you, to but, think of it. But, Trav, you know what's funny is even the four teams left, the best players are not available. You know, so it's like even as we got to this point where we're thinking in our head, well, Milwaukee's only there because they're healthy. Or Atlanta's only hit, only there because they're healthy. Just using that as an example. And that's not actually – that's not entirely true because Philadelphia should have beat the Atlanta Hawks. They didn't. Um, Brooklyn had opportunities. They went up two games to none, had opportunities to beat uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They didn't. Now, that was more on an injury front. But it's not like Milwaukee's healthy. It's not like Atlanta's healthy. It's not like the Clippers are healthy. Phoenix is probably the healthiest team, even though they've had some you know iterations of this playoffs where they didn't have some of their guys. Mm-hmm. I-, I just look back at this. 2019, who won the championship? Toronto. Was Toronto the best team? I mean, depending on how we want to define it, but I understand your question. No, it, the Golden State Warriors were the best team. And it's not even close. Right. It really, it's it's not even a conversation. It's not even close. They won the championship because KD wasn't healthy. Klay Thompson went down in game six. That's why they won the championship. I'm not saying Kyle Lowry's not a good player, blah, blah, blah. Go down the list. Kawhi, finals MVP. They won the championship because another team was not healthy. So why is that different this year? I get what you're saying. You're saying, well, look at all the list of players that I just listed out that have not been missed some kind of time in the playoffs, but that happens. It doesn't happen to this extent. I don't look at this championship any different. I will remember it as the year that every star player went down at some point, but I'm not going to hesitate and say that's still not a champion or doesn't deserve to be a champion. It, it's, but there's a difference here, Slee, and I, I, I want to hear what the, the listeners think. 877-710-ESPN. Is there an asterisk on this season regardless of who wins it? 877-710-ESPN. Your example of the Warriors from a couple of years ago is a good one. But this was the finals where they lost a couple of guys. KD goes down, Clay goes down. Two, yep. two of their three best players. Yep. And, the, and the, the Raptors punch their ticket and they win it. Good for them. That is really bad luck at the very end of the line. This is the entire postseason from the first round to the second round, to where we are here in the third Even prior, round. by the way, even prior to the playoffs, right? Jamal Murray, right. there's other, yep. Yeah, so so you go back to the third round, which we're right now. So in the third round, we lost Young and Giannis, 
Okay, mm-hmm. the two of the four best players left in this thing for sure. Mm-hmm. He's gone. In the second round, we lose James Harden and Kyrie Leonard or Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving. In the first round, you lose Anthony. I mean, these are the best players in the sure. league. This isn't sure. just one guy in the finals goes down and another guy. We said the whole damn thing. It's almost like a JV tournament, and I don't mean that derisively. I, I really, truly don't. But what it feels like is who's got the second best second or who's got the best second unit. Who, if we take okay, off so, all the good players, who's got the yeah. second best? Who's got the best team of second tier guys? No, That's what this feels I, like. I disagree because Suns are healthy right now. Okay, Lakers played the Phoenix Suns. Their second best player went down in Anthony Davis, and what happened? Lakers were done. Mm-hmm. Suns are playing the Clippers right now. An entire series without Kawhi Leonard, they're still in it. But that's the point, right? I think I think we're saying the same thing that the Clippers, or excuse me, the Suns are here, not because they're one of the four best teams, but because they've caught great breaks along the way because everybody's been gone. Right, but Lakers folded after AD was out. The Clippers have not, and that's the point that I'm making is it's not apples to apples because if it was apples to apples, Clippers should have been out in that last round against Utah Jazz. Other teams are still. Th- Why the hell did Atlanta win yesterday? Atlanta mm-hmm. kind of thrived without Trey Young. I know what you're saying, and I, I don't think you and I are both off. But I guess it would bother me more that people will sit back and say this. Cha- this you shouldn't get credit for winning this championship. This championship doesn't even matter. That that no, bothers me I, if I, people I, if people try to make that case. That's a step too far. That's a step too far. That's the point about the Lakers last year and the the Spurs a few years ago. It's not that it doesn't matter and it's not that it doesn't count, but it is really really different and weird and unique or however you want to describe. It. Look, they, they're playing the tournament, and whoever wins the tournament is the champ. And you get it, and you get to hang a banner. But when I look at that, I'm going to be thinking to myself, not that it's illegitimate, but boy, oh boy, was that the weirdest season ever. Boy, oh boy, is that the, is that the most random title that you've ever seen? Because look, let, let's flip it the other way. Yeah. Is, is there, 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 there certainly is a scenario where you go back and you run it back next year, and none of these four teams are in the, final, or in the semifinals. None of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not usually how the NBA works. Usually you see one or two of those teams that are in the finals back in the semifinals. They're consistent. There's a run they're that they have for a few years, right? This is out of left field. This is, the Suns haven't been to the finals in 30 years. The Clippers have never been. The Hawks have never been. The Milwaukee Bucks haven't won a title since Kareem was in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the weirdest damn set of circumstances. And here we are. And it's not illegitimate, but damn if it isn't weird. And it, but I, I think the way you described it, it could be both. Yes, it is weird. Yes, this is awkward. Yes, I might be the only one in L.A. watching the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks as if I'm from Atlanta. Uh, yes, all of that could be true. But at the same time, when, when the dust settles, we should remember who was standing. The, uh, I, I want to give – I hate taking credit away because – Atlanta can't do anything about what happened. Milwaukee can't do anything about what happened. If the Clippers won an NBA championship this year and they didn't have Kawhi Leonard since the second round, I'm sorry. I don't care if you're a Laker fan. uh, It doesn't matter who you are. You better be tipping your cap and giving respect to a franchise that you thought had no chance once they lost their star player. Even even if they beat a Milwaukee team that has Chris Middleton as their best player? Yes. Even if they beat a Hawks team that has, I don't even know, Clint Capella as their second best player? Really? You really believe that? Capella, you you always talk about Capella with Hakeem and and Tim Duncan. <laughs> sure, of course, all of the all time greats. By the way, did you see that shot from Capella yesterday? Bonkers, bonkers. <laughs> Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, so 
That's what's going on with the Clips. Well, the other team out there has a huge problem on their hand, and one player in particular. You think Paul George is getting it bad. What about this guy if it goes the wrong way? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And I want to go to Toys R Us and I want to pick one special thing. Just one. Mom, mom, mom. Can Timmy come over? certain things over time, they grow on me. Can Ronaldo come over? This one's not growing. This one's not growing. Can Wayne Rooney come to my house? Please, mom. Can they have a play date? Please, please. Wayne Rooney. You got to pull that one out of nowhere. That's the only other guy I know. It was either him or Pele. That was where I was going to go. That was the no, end they all of still hang out. Yeah, they How all still Mbappe? hang out. How about Mbappe? I know him. He's on France. He's pretty good. That's the, that's the extent of my uh, my soccer knowledge. Did you see the tweet that we got this morning, Slee, asking uh, me to do an entire segment in my messy voice? And I, I, I basically deferred to you and said you would never make it through that. I got nothing. <laughs> Show's brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. How about this, Lee? Real quick before we get to Chris Paul. Yep. Do you know what happened 50 years ago today? 50 years ago. Half a century. 50 years ago today. What do you got? Willy Wonka was released in theater. The Gene Wilder, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Mm. Willy Wonka movie. That movie, 50 years ago today, came out in theaters. Uh, That was 50 years ago. How is that possible to be 50 years ago? It's a movie that you've seen, that I've seen, that my yeah. kids have seen, that my parents have seen. Everybody has seen that movie. And it's one of those movies that when you have kids, you're like, oh, I can't wait to show them Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The fact of the matter is, that movie is so it's a little freaky. weird. It yeah, is the that's, weirdest movie. I don't know if that's a kid movie. Well, it kind of is, but th- let's talk about what happens. Number it's one. A, put it this way. It's a creepy movie. Charlie and his mother live mm-hmm. with the four grandparents who are all stuffed in the same bed. That's okay. kind of weird. You've mm-hmm. got Grandpa Joe and the other three old people in the same bed. Nobody has gotten up to work in years until they find out they get a free tour of a factory and then J- and Grandpa Joe's dancing in the streets. That happened right away. So clearly he was just being lazy. He That's could get up and work. 50 years ago? 50 years ago. This the The movie is based on... Children going into a factory where no one comes out. That's a problem. Yeah, that's not probably not a good storyline. As the movie progresses, yep. children get picked off one by one. They just disappear. We never see them again. They're gone. But then they have a happy ending. Well, you know, Charlie got the we're not there. Factor. We're not there the happy ending yet. As they're going through it, they go on a boat ride that has a video playing where they're cutting the heads off of live chickens. That's messed up. Yeah, that's not good either. That's that, not this good either. Is, this is a, a kid's movie. There's all these sort of psychedelic things taking place. They're taking mm-hmm. what would appear to be some sort of hallucinogens, magic mushrooms, which, by the way, are going to be legal before too long. Yeah. What's going on with this movie? Uh, it's funny because when you mention it 50 years ago, I kind of start thinking, about, I'm like, when's the last time I watched that movie? It's one of those, you know, we're saying you've watched, I think this was last week, we're talking about movies you've seen at least 10 times. Sure. Well, that's one of those movies that's always on, too. Mm-hmm. Right, certain times of the year where it's always on. I don't know if I've seen it ten times. I probably haven't. I don't know the last time I've seen it. 
probably five years ago, ten years Have ago. Have you guys seen like a remake that? with Johnny Depp? The remake is not even any less creepy. It's Tim Burton. It's Johnny Depp oh, yeah, going crazy right. but, too. It's a little funnier. Oh, that's the one thing. It's it is funnier. funnier, and it is. But but the Tim Burton version is purposely creepy. The Johnny it's, Depp is purpose as Willy Wonka. He's purposely trying to be weird. And an, Gene Wilder is just the scariest thing in the world because he's just kind of normal only he's not only he has a factory with these little people that are orange that live in the factory that never come out and the children disappear and he seems to hate children there's that they're, they're not trying to be creepy it just is i think i had a couple of those uh, growing up a couple of those kind of creepy movies that you watched but you were like wait should i be watching this <laughs> what else you got okay do you remember um beetlejuice oh yeah yeah okay the adams family okay is another one. This is, you know, when you're a kid, right? You're like watching these, and oh, I'm watching boy. them, but <laughs> but at the time, I'm like, what the hell am I watching here? Here's one for you, and this okay. goes way back. This movie is closing in on 100 years old, believe it or not, mm-hmm. or 80. What the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. There's a, a witch that's trying to kill the children. Yeah, that's a creepy one. That's trying to kill the children because the children, Dorothy, child, killed her sister. Or her buddy, or her, whatever that other witch under the house was. Let's go back That's, to Toy Story, and let, let's go to those. Let's, let, let's find let's find some other ones for the kids. You know, another creepy movie is The Polar Express, and it's not even like that. The content is creepy; it's just that the animation and how realistic but not realistic it is. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. It definitely That's haunted good. my dreams as a kid. No, we're sending kids home uh, with nightmares. That's a good idea. That's a good well, idea. Other creepy movies, 877-710-ESPN. Movies that you're supposed to show to your kids to have a good time. They don't even get me started on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I, I got one, guys, but I don't know if it's in a movie category. I was really scared of Michael Jackson's thriller. <laughs> yeah, well, he turns into a it's monster. A movie. It's a movie, too. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's a movie, for sure. For sure. So what else you got? 877-710-ESPN. So, Slee, you said it yesterday. Yeah. Does Paul George get it worse than other guys? That when Paul George plays badly, people seem to not only be critical of him, but they seem to enjoy. Well, Paul George thinks that him. too. Right. Pa- Paul George right. thinks that as well. Yep. He may want to recalibrate his list if Chris Paul kicks another three-one lead, because the people are going to be coming fast and furious for Chris Paul if he is on the wrong end of another three-one catastrophe. Because here's the deal. The Suns have looked noticeably and decidedly worse since he's come back from COVID protocols. Those two games without him, they look like the Suns through the first couple of rounds. The games since he's come back that they lost two of three, he has not looked good. The team has not looked good. Well, I, to an extent, Trav, I, I'm not saying that they've looked great, but it's not like they looked great without him either. Game two, Phoenix should have lost, mm-hmm. right? That, that was a, Those were the Paul George free throws. Granted, they had a lead for most of that game. They were always up five points, something along those lines. But I, I don't know if they've looked. I know that it, the pace has kind of slowed down and everything else. But it's interesting about Chris Paul because do you remember this? And, and I actually thought about this when you were just bringing that up. When Paul George says he gets a lot of scrutiny, probably more than some of these other all-stars. Mm-hmm. Remember when the Clippers blew that 3-1 lead? The to Houston. the Houston Rockets. Sure. Do you remember that? Of course. Do you course. remember just that? The, how much grief Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, specifically Chris Paul, got? And I, I, I bring that up now only because of this. I bring it up because um, if it happens again, you know, if Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns blew a 3-1 lead, which I still think they're going to win this series, okay? But let's just say it happened. Let's just say, like you just mentioned, the Clippers get to the uh, NBA Finals. They were down 3-1. It was out without Kawhi Leonard. Right. Um, he will get 
a ton of scrutiny and and he's kind of had this playoff run of how great he's been one of the best all-time point guards he's kind of gotten no criticism so far that script will change obviously automatically if they don't if they don't uh, end up finishing up this series well i think the the narrative goes from this is one of the great point guards in nba history one of the which great leaders in nba well okay, which he is fine. no no well hold on Mm-hmm. You can make the case that he is if you say, look, he's, he's got this many assists and he does this, that. Okay, fine. He, he, I'm not, I'm not going to say Chris Paul's a bad player. He's not. But here, I'm, I'm going to play a game real quick with, with you. Okay. Tell me another great player that's never, ever appeared in the finals. Not won it because a lot of guys don't win it, but never appeared in the finals. Never appeared in the never finals. Never appeared in the finals. Um... Unless I'm uh, unless I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Steve Nash. Steve Nash is a good answer, and he's probably okay, and st- the other one. Okay, and but let, let me say this: I, I think I don't know where you have Chris Paul in your. You know, I, I think maybe you're you're putting Chris Paul up on this on this pedestal that I'm not putting him up on. He is one of the best point guards to ever play the game. But no, he is not Isaiah Thomas. No, no. he is not. Um, uh, Steph Curry or Magic Johnson or he's some of these others of that guys. have won he's it. He's a guy that's never been to the finals. He's a okay, guy that's but, bounced around and been on a lot of different but that, teams. But that's okay. You can, there. But you can be a player that has never won an NBA Finals, has never won a championship, but still be considered one of the great players. Like I, I don't, I don't think that you can't have him in the. Con- I mentioned you're, Steve you're telling Nash. me that one of the great point guards of all time, yes, is going to be a, the point guard of a team that's blown not one but two, three, one leads. That that's a great player. Steve Nash, we just talked about never making it to the NBA Finals. Uh-huh. They had opportunities to make make it to he didn't uh, blow two, three, one I don't think. Okay, I, he, I get he, the he's not he's not on the wrong end of this thing over and over and over again. And it's not just look, they look slow. Mm-hmm. They look, and this is the weirdest part of all. They look oddly disjointed with him out there in the last couple of games. Devin Booker looks a little bit less than. DeAndre yep. Ayton looks a little bit less than. Chris Paul can't make a three-point shot. And that that's just, he's not a great three-point shooter, so that is what yep. it is. Yep. But this is a team that was cruising, and everyone was saying, hey, Chris Paul's turned DeAndre Ayton into a really, really good NBA player. Chris mm-hmm. Paul has turned Devin Booker into an NBA superstar. Okay, fine. So if he shows up and they lose again, then why is that not his fault? Well, I think people will point the finger at him. No question about it. I think they will. I... I I guess my question to you is, do you not think Chris Paul is one of the all-time great point guards? I'm t- okay, that's a great question, and here's what I'm telling you. If I'm going into a Game 7 and Chris Paul's on the other team, I'm not that scared by it. I'm which not is that okay, which I, I, I don't disagree with you that. And I, I wouldn't be that scared of Steve Nash. I wouldn't have been that scared of um, – let me just throw out some other names – were you that st- scared of Jason Kidd? I'm just using point guards as J- an example. Jason Kidd is a good one. You know, but here's a good example. Like if you're going into a game like this and Allen Iverson is on the other team, Chris sure. Paul is a better point guard than Allen Iverson. Sure. But Allen Iverson is scary as hell. I, I don't. I don't question that at all. But I, I, let me give Chris Paul some credit because, I, listen, I've just seen everywhere Chris Paul has gone, he has turned around franchises. The Suns didn't make the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sitting here telling you that Chris Paul, like I said, I don't, there, there are levels. If we're looking at all-time uh, point guards, there are levels to it. There's certain players that have been the best player on their team, won an NBA championship, got to the finals multiple times. Chris Paul is not one of those players, but he's still one of the all-time greats when it comes to point guards. Like I, I think you mm-hmm. could still have it on that list. Sure. I really do. 
show me. I, I, I'm going to have to see it. He's going to have to win one of these two games, and then we can have a different conversation. But if he tanks another, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I think I, I don't disagree with that. That he's got to win one of these final two games because if he does blow another three-one lead. Yeah, that's going to be, you know, and especially Kawhi is not there. You should point a lot of those fingers at, at Chris Paul as well as some of the other players on the Suns. All right, I want some more of your creepy movies, 877-710-ESPN. And the Lakers made a change to their coaching staff that I think is going to help a lot. We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Slee, I want to get into the uh, Lakers hiring David Fisdale in a second. I want to get into the reports that Dennis Schroeder is asking for a bucket of money. We'll get into all that first, but I feel like the creepy movie story has some some legs. There's a, I've gotten some H.R. Puffin stuff on Twitter. We've gotten Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost is messed up because the kids are just kind of minding their own business, and the next thing you know, they're stuck in a prehistoric land fighting slee stacks and dinosaurs. That's fairly terrifying. Uh, I think I saw Pinocchio on there. Somebody else said that that's uh, that's that's terrifying to them as well. Yeah, well, when he goes to Pleasure Island and those creeps are trying to turn him into an actor, that's a bad deal. Those those guys are bad guys. The fox and the uh, the other, I think, is a wolf. Maybe. Um, I'm trying to see here. Any more here? You got some calls on there too, or just I do. Uh, Let's some of go these to Simi Valley and go to Jeremy. Jeremy, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? The movie I'm thinking of is actually The Labyrinth. Oh yeah, that's messed up. I don't think I've seen that. Do you want to? Do you want to explain it to him, Jeremy? Well, it's about a girl who's babysitting, and then uh-huh. basically she doesn't want to babysit anymore, so she prays for the Goblin King to come take the baby, <laughs> and the Goblin King comes to take the baby. The baby is actually—it's crazy. It's such a crazy movie. Yeah, I'd be scarred. I'd be scarred, Travis. If that was the case, I, you and I wouldn't be doing the show if I, if I saw that as a kid. I'm no, already—is that the one with terrified. David Bowie? It is, it is, and it's. It, I believe it's got some puppets in it as well. And look, you're talking. Anytime the theme of the movie is "Come and snatch the baby," we've got a weird movie going on. Yeah. And that's why Wonka, and this is why we're talking about. It, it's the 50th anniversary of the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie with Gene Wilder, was so weird because he's got these workers that aren't allowed to leave, and he's bringing kids in who disappear one by one, and he doesn't seem that concerned about it. That is a. That's the plot of the movie. That's a problem. That's a problem, right? I just, I'm just telling you that if the kids are disappearing one by one, we've got something going on here. Let's go to try another one. Oxnard and Nick. Nick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, hello? Hey. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, have you guys seen the Spy Kids movie from, I think it's around like 2001? The, I think the villains and just the characters in that movie was very, very creepy, and I don't think it was supposed to be, but it just kind of ended up being like that and even uh like the thumb thumbs and that was a very very creepy movie and i just uh i remember Nick, is seeing that, that is that the, the one state. with kurt russell where he's like a superhero no i i can't remember um I, I just remember that i was in a state where um i may have some thc in me so and i was a little <laughs> bit younger and i just remember yeah, that 
Yeah. Um, I, I that might take it. That might take it to another level too. The the creepiness yeah. of the, the the little extra there that he had. Appreciate you calling in, man. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, no, look, that can take any movie and make it a little more sinister. Either either more interesting or scary. Like one of the two is going to happen. Just yeah, depends on the vibe that you get from it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. If you want to weigh in on that, I, I so far I've not heard anything that's weirder than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at this point. So, Slee, you are the Laker guy. You are Lakers talk guy. Lakers okay. three half and post guy. David mm-hmm. Fisdale joining the staff is what? I like it. I think it's a good move. I, I think you're losing. You know, obviously somebody with a ton of experience in in Jason Kidd. He'll go to the Dallas Mavericks. Fisdale, I think, is going to offer something that. And this was uh, Woj that was reporting this earlier. Kind of another vet to the bench, right? This isn't somebody that's trying to make it in the NBA. This isn't somebody that has never had coaching experience. And this kind of it's a good example. You look at the Clippers. There's a lot of times you look at their bench and you're like, mm-hmm. "Geez, okay, well, Chauncey now just went." But they they got a lot of coaches, former coaches that sit on those sidelines. So. I like this. He's got, obviously, experience. He was an assistant in Miami. They won those championships with LeBron James, Eric Spolster, obviously Dwayne Wade. He's had head coaching experience with the Knicks. Remember the with the Grizzlies? What was that famous quote that he had with the Grizzlies during one of those postgame? I'm, I'm forgetting it, but it was it's something that always runs. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But um, he's had decent runs as a head coach. I, I, I like him in this specific instance, being an assistant coach with Frank Vogel. Look, the more high-level guys you have on your staff, the better the staff is going to be. And under different circumstances, I think this could be a tricky putt for Frank Vogel. But he's already shown that he can handle this. Because think about it. Let's go back a couple of years. Yeah. When the Lakers were looking to hire a coach to replace Luke Walton, Mm -hmm. the conversation was, okay, David Fisdale, Monty Williams, Ty Lue, all these guys. And a lot of the pushback was, look, I'm interested, but I want to bring in my own staff. And the Lakers said, yeah, we can talk about that, but Jason Kidd is on the staff. Frank Vogel took the job, handled it beautifully, they win a championship, we know the rest of that. He, he's very comfortable with a very experienced number one assistant by his side. It's not because some guys are not. Some guys are very uncomfortable knowing that the guy, wants one chair to their right, is a former NBA coach, a very highly regarded NBA coach, and oh, by the way, has a very good relationship with your best player. That could create some very uncomfortable feelings for most guys, but I think that Vogel is the right guy to deal with that. Take that for data. Remember that one? Take that for data. That was mm-hmm. his famous quote. You know what I'm talking about? I do. That presser. If you put it up on Twitter, you'll see it 90 times. Um, coach was uh, – I thought Vogel was put in a, in a weird predicament. Take that because, for data. Take that for data. Um, it, I, thought, I thought he was put in a weird predicament because it was not just – you know, it, it's not like he was coaching the Orlando Magic or someone. It was the Los Angeles Lakers and Jason Kidd was your assistant. For two years, he had no problem handling that and juggling it. So I do agree with you that coach did a fine job in that regard. Obviously, they won a championship, so there really was no you know, ultimate pressure after he won that first championship. I think Fisdale would be a good fit. I hope so. I, 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 I think that he will be because they're going to have to figure out something that they're going to do because Dennis Schroeder wants a king's ransom. Dennis Schroeder, there's some reports coming out of Germany, which Dennis Schroeder is German, so that makes sense. But he wants 100 to $120 million according to this report. Now, take it for what it's worth. Maybe it's speculation. Maybe it's a rumor. Dennis Schroeder, this is a weird spot because you need to re-sign him. Even if you don't want to keep him long-term, yeah. yep. you, you, you need to re-sign him so you That's have that – spot on your roster mm-hmm. for that amount of money you need to do that 
But there's no way, after seeing what you saw in the postseason with Dennis Schroeder, that you're going to open up the vault for a guy like that. So I think they're going to open it up. I just don't know how much they're going to open up that vault that you're referring to. So I'll tell you what I'm talking about here. So this is coming from Armin Andres, who's the vice president of German Basketball Federation, was on uh, a a local basketball podcast there, said that he wants 100 to 120 million. Okay, 100 to 120 million is what Dennis Schroeder is looking for. Remember, Lakers offered him was it four years, 84, something mm-hmm. like that was mm-hmm. what it was. It was uh, reported. So th- this is, I guess, the predicament that the Lakers are in because did Dennis Schroeder feel like a Laker to you? Did he feel like a Laker in this first year that he played with the Lakers? And what I'm talking about is somebody that you felt like, hey, I, I'm all in. I want to be here. Um, I just want to win championships. There are times he said that, but I think ultimately you walked away by the time the season ended, seeing his performance against the Phoenix Suns, uh, seeing some of his inconsistencies, which let's not, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit here. He was just coming off the COVID health and safety protocol. So it does take a couple games to ramp up. Um, but did you walk away saying we got to do everything we can to keep Dennis Schroeder? No. I don't no. think many Laker fans did. And now no, you're throwing around. Now we're talking that kind of money. But Lakers, you, you mentioned this. The predicament that they're in is very simple. Unless you did a sign and trade, which means you have to agree to it, the other team has to agree to it, and Dennis Schroeder has to agree with it. If Schroeder doesn't sign with the Lakers, you just lose that asset. And, mm-hmm. and, and you can go over the cap when you have a player already on your roster. You have the bird rights. Well, if he's gone, it's not like you say, well, you lose we're going to go take that $20 million and, and and go see if we could go get Mike Conley or we go get another uh, unrestricted free agent. Here, here's the part of this, and, and you, you mentioned it. Dennis Schroeder, to me, does not feel like a guy that understands that it's different to be a Laker than it is to be a member of the Atlanta Hawks or the Oklahoma City Thunder or most teams in the NBA. That there, there are a handful of teams in pro sports, and the Lakers are certainly on the, the Lakers, the Yankees, the Cowboys, you know, probably one or two others that I'm forgetting, the Dodgers for sure, um, where it's just it's a little more meaningful to wear that uniform. It's a little bit more meaningful to be a part of an organization that's trying to win a championship every year and not just let's get in the playoffs and see what happens. I don't know if he ever gra- or embraced that. It seemed to me like this is my next stop. I'm going to go find some money in the next stop. We'll go there. And I think it was pretty evident towards the end of the line. Remember when they were just about to get eliminated and he changed, I don't know if his Twitter or Instagram or something, but some social media profile went from L.A. Lakers, blah, 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 to yep. professional basketball, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. Like th- that, that, That's not something that somebody does that loves the L.A. Lakers. And I think that you need guys that understand what it means. Look, Kyle Kuzma had an up-and-down season. Kuzma gets what it means to be a Laker. He gets that. He understands the specialness that comes along with it, and I don't know if... if, if well, let, let's do this. I know we got Ashley coming up next, but I think this... This is – I got more that I want to say, and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that want to weigh in on this report on Dennis Schroeder. So after we're done with uh, Astley, let's 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 keep that conversation going at 10. I was 10. planning on doing Astley for the last hour and 15 minutes. Here we we'll go. see. We will see. Astley coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, Slee, let's get right to it. I like this because this kind of combines two different things that we got going on today. Number one, Ask Slee and the 50th anniversary – of Willy Wonka and the Charlie Factory. Here we go. This is from Ben. And Ben writes, hashtag asks Lee, with today being the 50th anniversary of Willy Wonka, if you had to pick one of the fates that befell the kids, which one would you choose? Um, So you want me to run through? Yeah, run through. I'm going to need some run through here. Uh, Augustus Gloop got, he fell into the river and sucked into the chocolate pipe. 
You had right. uh, Violet Beauregard, who turned into a giant, giant blueberry. You had um, the girl with the golden goose, Veruca Salt, who got thrown down the, uh, the bad egg shoot. And then you had Mike TV, who got turned into a little miniature Mike TV and put in his mother's purse. And then, of course, Charlie escaped with his life. Uh, let's go with, what was the first one you said again? Augustus Gloop getting sucked into the Chocolate River with the pipe because he was drinking very unsanitarily <laughs> from the Chocolate River. I'll go with him. Let's go with that. Let's go with the first the right one answer. there. Because yeah, I think that's the first one there. Blueberry sounds terrible. Uh-huh. Falling down to some black hole where you never know where she goes, that sounds terrible. Mike TV's <laughs> fate was bad, but at least Augustus got to drink all that liquid chocolate going yeah, through Before the you go down, what, what did you say? Wasn't it yesterday you were saying, at least I went down doing what I love? That's right. As you as you were talking about, if you choked on a chicken wing or something along those lines, he he went out doing what he loves. Here's Darb in the OC. It said, "Is Slee going traditional Chick Fil A sauce or Polynesian, or barbecue sauce? Serial killer? If so, hashtag Ask Slee. What's your sauce of choice at Chick Fil A? Let's keep it traditional. Keep it traditional. That's it. By the way, I'm a hot sauce guy, so okay. most things I'm okay with throwing some hot sauce on, but. Uh, I think traditional is the right choice. There. I, barbecue sauce, I don't really use that often. You know, if you're having some barbecue, a little bit, but if the meat is good enough, you don't need a lot of it. So I, I keep it traditional. That's wow. You you blew my mind, Slee. You Thank literally you, just Thank stopped you. me dead in my tracks. Appreciate right that. I appreciate because that is exactly right. Barbecue sauce is a weird condiment that can be used very sparingly on barbecue, but if it's good, you don't need much of it. I. You well, know? the problem the problem is a lot of these great barbecue places, or maybe they're hiding the the quality of their meat. They just put too much on it. It's like, can I enjoy the meat? Yes. I, I'll just a little bit of barbecue sauce if I need it, but I don't I don't need it smothered where all I'm tasting is the the barbecue sauce. This is a good one. This is from Walk Off, and he writes, "Have you ever tried riding a unicycle?" <laughs> How random! How random! Um. I have. I've, I've rode a unicycle and juggled on my way to uh, a fair. Uh, no, I have not. That have looks not. impossible to me. Like, there are things that I know I can. Like, for instance, I would love to learn how to surf. I can't do mm-hmm. it. I just, I, I can't do it. I would you ever tried? Become, I have tried a couple times, and I'm terrible at it. Just you know who's a man? Dreadful. I see him on, on Twitter. Dr. Clapper will put up over the weekend, right? Oh, no, he's a machine. He, By the out way. There, out there on the waves. Doing he, what he does. I'm like, just freaking clapper. I forget which beer it was, but they had the most interesting man in the universe. Remember that campaign? Yeah, Dos Equis. The, Dos Equis. The, the correct answer to that question is Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the most interesting man in the universe. He does everything. He, he has interests in everything. He's fascinating. He's the definition of what a renaissance man, right? Somebody yes. that does every. He's so curious about everything. I agree with that one. All right, here's Froy. New name. Love that. Welcome, Froy. Thank you for sending an Ask Lee. Hey, Slee, did you already order your Spud Webb jersey for the NBA Finals against the Clippers? <laughs> All right, if I'm ordering any Atlanta Hawks jersey, am I going Spud Webb? I mean, Dominique is obviously – Dominique uh, seems like the call, right? It is, well, it seems like the obvious choice. Can we come up with a player, a different – I got one. I got it. I've got one. You I ready? got it. Because yeah. it's a double whammy. Yeah. It's a former Hawks player uh-huh. and a guy that was part of the Clippers never being able to get out of their own way. Doc Rivers. I can't, I can't, I can't wear, I can't wear that jersey. Why not? I just can't. I'll go Dikembe. Can I Dikembe's go Dikembe? Bad, but I'll go Doc Dikembe Mutombo. Problem? Wouldn't that be a double troll job? A Doc Rivers jersey? I get the angle here, but then I'm still have a Doc Rivers jersey. I just can't do it. Doc Rivers <laughs> when he was Glenn Rivers. You just don't want it in your closet affecting. Your I don't want face. it in there. I don't I want can't. it in there. I, I I can't do it. But Dikembe, Dikembe all day long. 
you have to wear overalls every day for a year. Wait, 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 wait. So that means this guy is saying that the Clippers are going to the finals. That's what he's trying to tell us? I think they are, too. I don't think there's any question about it. I think that they win the night. I think they win game seven. I think they're the best team left. I think they got the best player left. And, of course, all that means that they'll probably lose tonight. All right, here's (laughs) another one. John in Huntington Beach. You have to wear overalls every day for a year or – you have to have a mullet for a year. Which do you choose? Overalls mullet, or a mullet, mullet for a year, and I don't even hesitate. You kidding me? I sure. get hair back on my head? Well, it's a mullet, though. It's not really a hair. You're going to look like Joe Dirt when you go to nope. – keep in mind, it's a Let whole you year. Something. You have to go something. to Laker press conferences wearing this is, a mullet. Bro, overalls for a year? Are you kidding me? No question about it. I'm going mullet. I wonder if your overalls would have that little flap in the back. You know, like old school, like – uh, little House of the Prairie overalls that had the little flap. Would you? Would yours have that? I could see you doing some work outside, just gardening, throwing on some overalls. No undershirt either. Just, just out there taking care of business, mowing the lawn, waving at the neighbors. Kind of like this is my territory. I do what I want in my territory. Two very quick ones here. This is from LSU Lala. If they had name and likeness when Travis was in college, what sponsorships <laughs> would he have been signed up for? Hashtag Ask Salee. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, where did you say you used to always go to? Domino's, right? Did you say uh, you also? I was a regular at Domino's. Yep. Okay. Yep. Did you say Denny's too? Denny's was during my college days. Had a very, very long run where we went to Denny's every day for two months. Yep. Hey, this is Travis Rogers. When I'm hungry, right before a game, I take down a full Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. <laughs> like I can see you also doing the ads, doing the reads. They're like, hey, you already did what you're obligated to do. You're like, no, nah, I'm just gonna hang out in here. I would have hang out in baseball here. with uh, pepperoni grease, too. That would have been my uh, sticky substance of choice. One more quick one, and this is just a yes or no. Okay. Francis and Glendale. Does Trey Young look like a dehydrated member of DeBarge? <laughs> no. Well, Leave Trey Young alone. As well as you did with the uh, barbecue question, you got that one wrong. Leave Trey Young alone. He does. Something is happening that you have never, ever seen before, and you need to know about it. I'm going to tell you what it is next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.